Hi, this is Gabriel Wagner, and welcome to the third episode of Teacher Feature, a new podcast where we feature our teachers. Today, we'll be speaking with computer science and programming teacher, Mr. Grappel. And Mr. Grappel, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you. So, Mr. Grappel, where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Queens, New York, for 18 years, for, 18 years, for the first 18 years, more or less. That's a far way away. Far away, yes. What, the weather is nicer there, or? Winters are nasty. Uh, we had our two days of winter as of uh, this week, so I think it, we dropped into the 60s here in, in Miami. So mm-hmm. it felt actually, it felt like uh, it reminded me of home, even though I know now that I know in, in New York it's probably uh, it's probably in the 30s. I'm guessing now 20s. So it's a significant difference, but it's nice to have at least one a taste, a taste of uh, a taste of winter in Miami. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's probably feeling like summer in New York. Um, like it's like 60 70 degrees like that that's like a comfortable summer in new york nice uh it's nice it would be a nice june day if it were like that but uh i'm jealous yeah miami weather is not that kind um not in june not in june but now now it's kind now people uh now people are content here i think uh these are the months that makes it worthwhile Uh, what is it now december january february Mm -hmm. in miami so I remember we were having a conversation yesterday and you mentioned that you never did computer science when you were our age or any kind of programming because you found it too intimidating. But you've always been you've always I been into the, the maths and sciences. Um, true, uh, because you have to, I mean, obviously it was a different world um, now when I, was, when I was in high school, which is, I guess, 20 years ago. There was, I don't, I, even though I went to a fairly specialized high school um, that has a high reputation in the country. Um, nonetheless, I'm not even sure, I don't even know if there was anything comparable to CSA or with advanced placement computer science classes that we have now. Now there's a plethora of organizations that are trying to push them into the schools. So there, I think it was very for a very small subset of kids that were into that uh, into that genre, which would include, like you mentioned now, uh, I guess also like the gaming students or the ga- or kids that are into that. Uh, which I wasn't into, which I'm, which I'm not into, um, but um, but I feel there's a lot more to the computer sciences than being a quote unquote um, gaming nerd or into that or into first person um, shooter games. But there's more to that. There's more to computer science than that. Um, and just by and it came to the point where as I got older and I wanted to advance more mathematics, that I realized I had no choice. Um, so I had no choice, and then and then I I took a look at it, and I realized it wasn't as intimidating as uh, originally I thought. And if anything, it was more conducive to my strength than that it, it required you to actually um, be precise to define your to define things to be um, to actually follow to follow procedure to follow a strict set of rules uh, rather than fuzzy or inexact um, concepts. It was very straight and to the point, um, and I like that. Right, I, I like having right and wrong answers. Like, like a lot of math, like a lot of people with uh, math background, they, they like that aspect. Now, and there's nothing more exact uh, than computer science. If you're if you make a small error, obviously you'll know you'll know it very quickly. Hmm. So so back to your childhood over in the Queens. When I know this is like a common plight of most yeah. teenagers in their junior and senior year. So when you're going off into further education or just deciding what you want to do with your life, did you have any specific direction, any goal you wanted to take? Um, unfortunately, uh, no, no, I, I, I guess I could bad map some of the, um, career services that I had back then, because I assume that, uh, I assume they're not watching, no offense, I assume they're not watching your podcast, um, the career services, um, team of Bronx Science of 19, 1990-something, um, but I, I do remember, and also in, in university as well, we went to Johns Hopkins, um, 
the career services, I feel, were uh, even, even even in law school to an extent, though it's a little bit different there. But the career services were um, often, if not always, given um, somewhat poor advice. And at that time, the, the real advice was you could take Greek literature, cinematography, or computer science, and whatever you love is what you should be uh, pursuing. Um, not which, very useful. Great <laughs> advice for, uh, for uh, not 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 that not that it's necessarily bad to study cinematography, but you should be clear that if you're studying cinematography, you're doing it not necessarily for a profession. Perhaps you're doing it to expand your cinematography horizons. Um, perhaps you want it as a supplement to your life. But if you're looking, but when you're deciding what to major, maybe that's not the best major. Or if you want to major, maybe you know specifically that you have an in somewhere else. Uh, but that was that was advice. Um, and they actually continue to give that advice out. Uh, even as of hearing other university career service advisors um, speak in the, in the recent years, that's still the advice that they give. doesn't matter what you're studying, as long as you're studying something that you love, which is not necessarily good, uh, which by the time that you're 18, 19, or 20, if you're investing three to four years of your life and tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in an education, um, there should be more There should be more behind the, the decision rather than what is your uh, what is your current ephemeral passion at the age of uh, 18 or 19 years old? So did you have any passion as a teenager that kind of swayed you? Maybe you, you've mentioned regrets about not taking computer science earlier. Did you have any uh, other direction that you were taking at the time? Um, yeah, I was at that time I was, uh, I, well, when I was, I was more active in the band at that time. I was just, now I'm not into sports as much anymore, but then I was into sports. So I was a little bit, I was on the basketball team. Um, so I was that occupied a lot of my time, um, and then I wasn't sure. I, I also I also started developing wanderlust. I was I was out of the country a lot uh, for the summers to visit my grandparents. Um, so I knew I thought that I wanted something. I wanted to have something that would give me the option to be abroad. Um, and again, I received a lot of bad. Uh, again, with career advice, I was told that if you that liberal arts, for example, are a very flexible degree that will open your mind and give you uh, a flexible set of skills which is uh, a statement that I don't, that I don't agree with, um, but and it didn't give me a flexible set of skills. But thankfully at the time I was, I did, I did double major uh, when I went to university. So I it got uh, a mix of mathematical and um, liberal arts skills. Um, and thankfully because I had the mass, because I had the STEM, uh, some STEM courses, I was able to build on that later down, later in the real, um, later in life, which is what I did eventually. But um, I really, I was really lost going into college. That's why I actually, and that's why I, that's why I advise the gap year. I wish I, if I could have done anything, I think a gap year would have been, would have been great. In other parts of the world, they, they have to go into mandatory military service. My grandparents were from Israel, so I know that, and my, that's what my, my people, my, my father had to do it. Um, I think that would have been the, and I ended up going to the army after I did it in reverse, but I think it would have been much, I would have been much better off if I had three years, not necessarily going to the army. But uh, seeing the world of working, uh, exploring passion. Just getting your feet wet so you, you knew what direction wet. to take. Uh, right. And some people I would say uh, are mature enough to know at the age of 19, this is what I want to do with my life. Uh, but that's definitely not a significant uh, portion of the population, which is fine. But um, they should at least be, uh, they should at least be directed into, into paths where they, where they could explore better. So, you know, you've been traveling all around the world pretty much all your life since college. Um, what brought you to Miami? Um, I did the armistice of that, well, I'm the history teacher. I, I went to, I mean, we skipped a lot, obviously, in the, from college to Panama. There's uh, over a decade of, of time, but, uh, but I got to, uh, I was in Panama, and then uh, a lot of the world was already off limits to me, mainly the middle, most of the Middle East was off limits to me by during that decade, uh, which we skipped over. And then 
Um, and we had an offer from Mr. Diarmas who told me that um, there was a, there were, I could teach math here at the side of school with him, be his colleague. I already knew him from uh, from the past. I used to be, uh, I already knew him from, from law school. Um, and I was in, I told him how much I like Miami. I was here for for one week, only one week really before that, or a couple of weeks, I think. Um, so I knew the coffee, I knew the coffee scene in Miami, which I know like, I like coffee and uh, I like, uh, I like coladas. He showed me, about, he showed me the Miami, the, I think I was also here during Basel Art Week. So I guess I got an unrepresentative uh, picture of Miami. Um, and as a result, I came. Um, and then, um, yeah, and then I came and I discovered that there's other aspects of Miami, which are not as, not as nice. Um, I was used to public transportation in most, um, and then all of a sudden I get to a city where there's no public transportation. All of a sudden I recognize this, need a car, but I never had a car, but I never had a car until then. Um, really? Yeah. Did you ever drive before then, or? I mean, I draw, I had a, I had a license, uh, I had a license all the country that I was in, but I never, never had occasion to drive it. So you're basically saying that you came to Miami because of the coffee. That that's what brought you here. Truly, truly, not the opportunities, just the coffee. Uh, uh, coffee, I, I do, but I also like the I like the opportunity to uh, I like the opportunity to speak I, we, uh, to speak Spanish also. So I like being at the very least it gives me the opportunity to be in the United States and to be in a country in a region where I don't have to always speak English. So Panama is just not the place to be unless you're well connected from the beginning, which we weren't. Um, and also Miami, we're not well connected, but. Um, if um, if I get more aware and if I get more time, then I, I would hope to at least start talking to people that are actually doing what I'm interested in doing theoretically um, for professions, see how they actually incorporate the various programming computer uh, computer science skills into machine learning, artificial intelligence industries. Um, again, Miami has a better reputation for that, but um, I think there are there are regions and there are pockets where where you have people knowledgeable people. So do you think Miami's going to hold that budding community for you or are you willing to move around? Are you willing to look for that community? Um, or sure. is that outside the scope of this podcast? I, I, uh, I mean, I'm always open. Uh, I'm always open, but um, I mean, I, I, Miami definitely has it. I see, I see that there are people like it seems like in the common boards and, um, but mainly just because now I have a small child, so it's more difficult for me to have the time actually to actually network and explore what Miami has to offer. All right, I guess I'll just end on a, one, of the, one of the fun questions, I guess. I, I ask this for every teacher that comes on the podcast. I don't always have an answer, I don't always have an answer but I'll try. Like a lot of the quirky questions I, I dislike and I always never know what to say. No, and I, I try well, to tailor the podcast well, towards the teacher. Uh, let, me see, so let me see if the question is easy to answer. So. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to ask you like, what are your three desert islands things? Desert you know, island, like, your favorite color, or your favorite music. Uh, it's tough. Um, yeah, it's no, nice. music it's is tough. sometimes an interesting one. Too tough. I'm not, I'm not good. I, I like. I mean, I mean, I like music, but I, I usually turn to it for linguistic purposes. So I like, uh, I like. Um, so people will laugh just because I like reggaeton, but I also it helps me learn Spanish. So I go with reggaeton. So I like reggaeton. <laughs> Mr. Capella, um, secret uh, closet racketone lover. Look at that. Hey, and my kid, no, uh, not only me, but also my three-year-old liked those in there for a long time. Uh, so like that used to be. So I used to know like some of the some of the words to a uh, to table day from Azuna. Um, uh, yeah, but also it's, it's helpful because it, uh, like I don't think I'm not, I assume that if the, if it were no, I actually know for a fact because occasionally they translate into English and I hate it. Um, so it has to be it has to be in the original language. Otherwise, they don't. Like it. Um, what you you speak what English? You went to Egypt, so you speak Arabic somewhat. I'm assuming. Yeah, that's related. To, it's related to uh, Hebrew, so it's, it's like it's like learning Portuguese from Spanish. So really, uh, yeah. 
it's just the written versions are so different. I yeah, know, I, didn't, I never seen it. Main obstacle, I guess, for speakers from both languages, but usually, I mean, there's a bunch of YouTubes where they try to uh, where they try to use the languages to promote um, coexistence by showing how the how the grammars and the words are fairly similar. Like the numbers are essentially the same, the pronouns, the body parts, like the very the very root words are, are much the same. All right, so this is the final question. It's a cheesy one. I like doing it with some teachers, so bear with me here. But um, other than as a, as a side gig for making good cash when you're you're traveling around the world, um, what does teaching mean to you? Teaching, I think, if we were also if I were connected to what you said, uh, what you talked about with uh, with programming and computer science, um, not that not that students are machines, but uh, it goes to the point that if you want, if I want a better understanding of the topic. Um, I should be able to teach, I should be able to teach it to somebody. It's rare. It's rare the case where somebody has a weak understanding, or it's rare the case that somebody has a strong understanding of a topic, but is unable to convey it. Even though there is, even though people try to just, um, give examples of, he knows this, he's not, he's too, uh, he understands that he's too expert. He can't really come down to that level. I, mean, I don't really agree with that. At at most, the situation is that he maybe he's too lazy to come to that level. But a person who, who truly understands a uh, topic or who wants to better understand a topic, there's no better way than teaching. Uh, that's the same thing for students as well. Like if they are, if they want to better understand a topic that they're trying to learn themselves, there's no better way than teaming up with a peer and trying to convey to him the information if they haven't heard the information. Um, and it's the same for me. I mean, pretty much I like study. Uh, I like, as I say, I like learning um, things. Um, and this really gave me a, a way to full-time really enhance my understanding of, of some of the topics that I, that I have a passion for. All right, perfect. Uh, learned a lot about your life, a lot about your wanderlust. Yeah. You travel all around a lot more than I thought you did. Wow. You skipped, you skipped um, a bunch of countries also. I mean, I, 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 uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm only counting, even when I'm only counting country, I was, I mean, I was, yeah, we skipped Ireland, we skipped Australia, we skipped- Australia. I, Ireland, Ireland. Colombia, Ireland. Argentina and Ecuador. Uh, if you're talking about places, I was for about a month or more. Uh, if we're putting it, if we are, um, if we were to put it in a computer science language, those are countries. If if my extent there was greater than a month, uh, which I think is really essential to actually uh, to get a general understanding, going to a place for a week and running from running from tourist spot to tourist spot is not the same. Uh, I feel after about three weeks, you get to the point where you have to shop in the supermarket, you have to find a place to do your laundry, and that really gives you a better understanding of, of the country than to the Eiffel Tower in Paris. Um, All right. Uh, thanks for coming on. Thank you.